Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one. You're back where it's at, and it's time to chat with the show that has the flow to keep you in the know. We chatter about what matters and keep it real with our spill. We keep it real and true while we do what we do. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T, the show designed with you in mind. It's August 31st, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, comedian and actor Chris Tucker, actor Richard Gere, and it's also the birthday of late educator Marva Collins, best known for creating Westside Preparatory School in the impoverished Garfield Park neighborhood in Chicago, Illinois, which opened in 1975. Today on the national calendar is National South Carolina Day and National Matchmaker Day. On this date in history, Henry Blair patented the cotton planter in 1836. The theme this month has been good trouble. Yet again, thousands embraced getting into good trouble as they marched on Washington, 57 years after the infamous march led by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Still fighting for justice, still protesting against a system that has been designed to permit racism, police brutality, and discrimination. You can respect our existence or expect our resistance. Marches happened all over, Even here in Knoxville, Tennessee, where the march on UT Knoxville was led by UT athletes hosting an anti-racism demonstration, people stopped what they were doing all over to take part. Naomi Osaka withdrew from her semifinals match to protest racial injustice. The NBA and WNBA postponed all Wednesday games after players refused to play over the shooting of Jacob Black, and we'll talk about that a little later. For our theme next month, it will be Finding Your Strength in September, and you will be encouraged to be strong through difficulties, strong in times of turmoil, strong as we fight a pandemic and civil unrest, strong enough to know your voice and that your vote matters, strong enough to take a chance on yourself. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. We're currently accepting sponsors and we have advertising spots. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Help me celebrate people making good choices, doing good work, and contributing to our community. We want to hear from you. Let your voice be heard on Talking With T. Do you have a point of view? story to tell or some tea to spill give us a call on the talking with tea talk line that's 865-409-1170 keep it where it's at after we hear this track it's trending news and hot topics how could you be so cold so rude so mean i don't get it why me 
the death of actor Chadwick Boseman, who lost his battle with colon cancer and passed at the age of 43. Boseman played memorable roles to include Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and T'Challa, the Black Panther, becoming the first African-American superhero with his own franchise. His death hit us hard as his talent and character made an impact. He will be missed. He gave little African-American children a superhero that looked like them. Kiki Palmer makes history as the first black MTV VMA host in 33 years. And all those stories aren't rapid fire anymore. We are still battling the COVID-19 pandemic and getting used to loose rules and inconsistent expectations. I read that firefighters are stretched thin as they battle some historic wildfires in the West 
and many of them have come down with the coronavirus. The U.S. has topped 6 million cases. And if we take a look at the UNC Chapel Hill, they say that the pandemic has cost that institution more than $100 million. They are also offering undergraduates a pass-fail option this fall. They have nearly a 1,000 positive cases reported on campus. I also read that officials have ordered professors to keep quiet about the COVID outbreak at the University of Alabama after more than 500 students were affected during the first week of classes. Health officials advise infected students to stay put, not to go home, and spread the virus to more vulnerable people. Locally, there are six student organizations at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, placed on interim suspension after they reportedly broke COVID-19 guidelines for events. The university had already taken disciplinary action against four students, three for throwing a party and one for leaving isolation after testing positive. Knox County schools are open with partial attendance as some students are physically in school, while other families opted for virtual at-home learning. We shared last week that this has been quite the challenge, leading to some even comical moments as classes peak into each other's homes and kids behave as they would at home and not on screen. Knox News reported that Gibbs Elementary, Inskip Elementary, Corns Middle, AL Lots, Powell Middle, and Hardin Valley Academy all have at least one confirmed COVID-19 case. Knox County Schools will not say how many cases are each school or whether the cases are students or staff or both. The same email goes out from each school stating, I'm reaching out to let you know that we have been made aware of a confirmed COVID-19 case at our school. The Knox County Health Department and KCS Health Services have identified those who are at risk of exposure and they have already been contacted. That same email goes out each time verbatim from each school with a confirmed case. And I continue to read stories of people drinking bleach and hand sanitizer. So please, please just stop. Just stop doing that. These have been proven not only ineffective, but possibly fatal. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM. Just the best every day. All right, listeners, it's now that time in the show where we review trending news. And today, I have none other than our top investigator, most often instigator, T.I. Pam. And unfortunately, trending in the news is the latest case of police brutality, which has further fueled protests. Jacob Blake was shot in the back in front of his three children. Um, there are so many questions. One is why they couldn't think of an alternative way to subdue him. And my second question is, why is he still shackled in the hospital, although he's paralyzed? So do we know any more about why he was shot and and why he is still in custody? No, it's been so many different theories and so many different stories. Um, Evidently, he was breaking up a fight between two women, Mm -hmm. and he just got caught up in the mix. But then someone said he had a warrant out for his arrest. Someone said he had a gun in the car, which was proved that he didn't. He had a knife in the car. 
but even with his past or what was going on with him, they still had no reason to shoot him seven times in the back. Right. So, again, without trial, they have issued a death sentence on the spot. And so I think I did read somewhere that there was a knife in the car, but no one was in danger. I mean, you had all the police officers and one man walking to the car, which contained his three children. We must be reminded of that, that they witnessed this unfold. And so people are not taking this lightly, yet it keeps happening. And so these protests have been going on now for months, starting with George Floyd. And then we moved to... Ahmaud Aubrey, and then there's Breonna Taylor. I mean, just many, many names, too many. But it keeps happening, and people are becoming more and more engaged in the protest. And I, I talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. I know that Donovan Black donated 45000 to Jacob Blake's children. So is this an ongoing investigation? So you, are you saying that he's possibly shackled to his hospital bed because he had an outstanding warrant? Yes, but recently, just in the last um, few hours, um, his father had stated that he was now unhooked from the hospital bed. But I'm thinking he's paralyzed from the waist down. Where where is he actually going to go to without being handcuffed to the bed? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what wow. could he really do? That makes, that makes no sense at all. Right. And then, have these people out here that want to be vigilantes to protect other people. It's just, you know, we can't get over one tragedy without it overlapping another one. Like we haven't, we really haven't healed from way back with Trayvon with George Zimmerman practically getting off. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, at this point, it's hard to deny the legitimacy of the complaint that we have, the fight for justice is real, and I'm glad that others are joining in the fight, yet these incidents occur, and I'm kind of puzzled at, as to what the solution would be, and we all have suggestions, and we're calling for change, but now it's time to take action, like we need to see some policy change, we need to see some reform. Because void that, it just seems like we're going to continuously deal with these situations. Now, I don't know if you know about these two stories. I came across them in connection with the Jacob Blake story and the protest. An Illinois teenager was arrested in connection with a deadly shooting Tuesday in Wisconsin. And that happened, I guess, amid the protest following the shooting of Jacob Blake. And I caught a little bit of it on TV. Seems like he shot somebody and was just walking down the street as if nothing happened. Police went right by him as people were yelling. He just shot somebody. And, of course, he was taken in without incident. And then there was another death from a shooting in Portland, Oregon, during what was described as a violent confrontation between between people protesting for racial justice and Trump supporters. So, you know, the current inhabitant of the White House continues to speak on restoring law and order, and his lack of tolerance for violence and lawlessness. But what I what I never hear him speak of is any of the causes of the protest. Never an acknowledgement of the grief and exhaustion felt by citizens of this country. And as president, 
I feel it's your duty to consider all people valuable. And I have no evidence of that from him. It is imperative. Listen, y'all. It's imperative that you exercise your right to vote. And uh, by the way, did anyone hear Candace Owens at the Republican National Convention? <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't either. She was really irrelevant to them after she did all of that. They still politely had her sit down and have several seats. So, and I wonder what she's thinking now. Yes, they did. That's exactly what what she gets, though. Okay, going back to Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old whose mother, let's put that in, whose mother drove him to the actual riot, protest, whatever you want to call it, with an mm-hmm. AR-15. So let's let's just put that out there, that his mother drove him there. And everyone is trying to say that he acted in self-defense, blah, blah, blah. He's a kid. But once he stepped his foot in adult situations with AR-15, I think that whole kid persona is, is gone. Because oh, we've had many kids, many African-American youth tried as adults who were right. younger than 17 for doing less. Thank so. And he was out there with the big gun and the big boy backpack and everything with his mama. Mm. And per the videos, he, Kyle, the 17-year-old, shot someone first. And the reason they were chasing him is to prevent him from shooting others. They said he was attacked with a skateboard by a man. Yes, the man did try to swing the skateboard at him to get the gun out of his hand. He shot him in the chest. He's dead. Another man comes up, and he blows his arm off. And they kept saying, well, they threw a cocktail uh, bomb at him. No, this man threw a white bag at him, but from previous accounts, it had all his personal belongings in it, like his wallet or whatever, because, you know, they say carry something clear so they won't think you have anything else. So it's just a big mess, and people have been, they have raised so much money for him, and they are online defending him, um, and he's some type of, type of hero because he took these people out that had prior charges, which right. matter. They love bringing that up like we don't all have a past. We all have a past. Well, the deputy director of Maryland, Governor Larry Hogan's community initiative, he's been fired for allegedly posting what they call divisive memes, appear to support Kyle Rittenhouse. And it's amazing to me uh, how divisive this is, you know. And we all know if the shoe was on the other foot, what would be said? So it's just getting crazier each week. It really is. But let's call him what he is, a thug, because that's what they would call him. He's a thug. That's what he is. That's what he is. And his mama is the mama of a thug. Yeah, the mama of a thug. Yeah. All right. All right. So we came across another rather disturbing story that reported a white woman out of Florida was arrested and charged after, and I'm going to have to say it slowly because it requires me to take deep breaths as I share this. She was charged after she slapped an 11-year-old black child and used a racial slur 
after a crash in some go-karts at a gang center. And so the child had rear-ended her during this go-kart ride. And when it was over, Haley Zagger, age 30, got out of her car, slapped the boy in the face, and then used some racial slurs. This was witnessed by those that worked there, those that were on the rides, and during her arrest, police found like this Altoid can in her underwear, which had a variety of pills. So she got that charge as well. We have some questions about this incident, like where were the parents? Did they just, you know, keep their composure during this incident? Um, did anyone jump in? I mean, this whole scene, the way I envision it, or the way I envision it should have gone down, isn't the way it was reported. <sighs> That's a long time for Jay. Okay, on his behalf. On his behalf. I'm, I have so many questions. Like the one you said, where were the parents? Because as mothers, if we mm. see someone yelling at our child, we've all been to go-kart track, and if we see someone yelling at our child, then get up in their face of our child, I'm pretty sure that we would have nipped it in the bud then. It wouldn't have come to no slapping nobody. And even if she did slip the slap in there, ugh, that, w that would have been it. Like, I just can't even imagine. Yeah, I saw when we shared the story in the tea room, there were questions from our fans. You know, they wanted to know, which ambulance did they take her away in, and how long was she unconscious? Because, you know, that's just kind of what you would expect when you think about a 30-year-old woman slapping an 11-year-old child, one, that isn't their own, two, of a different race, and three, over some doggone go-karts. Right. Mm. And everybody everybody has went to the go-kart track, and the car didn't stop when it was supposed to, and it bumped you. I mean, you lived, I mean, I've never got upset, upset with a child. Yeah, she well, they said it was a chain reaction, so really the only reason the boy hit her is because the car behind him hit him. But you know what? It really doesn't matter. You're in the go-kart, that's what happens. And he was 11 years old. He came back. Maybe she, you know what? Those pills they found in that Altoid can, maybe she had taken uh, too many of them. Yeah, I most definitely think she did. She was out of her rabbit bitch mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Well, there are many other stories that we don't have time for today, but we will continue to follow and get that out to the listeners. That'll be it for this bit, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And I'll be 50 next week when you hear from me. Whoop, whoop. whoop. Joining the 50 Club. Yes. The last of the crew. The last of us. <laughs> well, all righty then. We are entering our golden years, as they would say. Yes, we are. <laughs> and I feel it. You feel it. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> Every bit of it. I'm like, yes. what's that sound I hear when I'm moving? <laughs> like, what's that snap, crackling, pop going on in my body? 
Did I swallow some Rice Krispies? Didn't digest them? I mean, like. What is that? <laughs> I need reading glasses. You know what? This could be a whole nother segment. We're going to leave this alone. We'll talk about it around your birthday as we celebrate you joining the 50s club. Yes. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to the Talking with T-Talk line. That's 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithT.com. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and join our Facebook group, The Tea Room. Stay on top of things by subscribing to Talking with Tea Daily, our online scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. In times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.